0: Welcome to The Author Show, where we feature new authors and books, from fiction to self-help and everything in between. You'll find it all at the Authorshow.com. That's The And now let the show begin. Hello and welcome back to the show. This is your host, Don McCauley Today we're welcoming your program author Jake Kaminsky, and he is the author of Beneath the Polish Moon. Before I bring in today's guest, a quick reminder that selected interviews are available on our website, as well as on major platforms like Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, and many more. Jake, how are you?
1: Good, Don. Thank you for having me on the show. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, please. Well, I'm a retired police officer, a police lieutenant. I ran undercover drug operations in Miami and South America for most of my career. After that, I went to work for the State Department as a diplomat, working in post-war Bosnia, advising on matters of organized crime, drug trafficking, human trafficking, things of that nature. So tell us about your book. Okay, this is a story about Luke Karpinski, a young boy growing up in a Polish neighborhood circa 1960. We follow the adventures of him and his buddies as they go on unbelievable adventures, something maybe that wouldn't happen today. It then proceeds to follow Luke as he becomes a Miami cop, a street-hardened undercover cop later in his life. And we follow his career as he loses his humanity to a certain degree. But then we follow, both timelines come together, and we start to see he gets a chance to go back to Milwaukee, He goes back to search for something that he seems he's lost forever. And that's where we find that perhaps he finds a certain magic that he never thought he could ever find. So who did you write your book for specifically? Who's your target audience here? I guess I wrote this book for the baby boomers, but not really. It's a story for men, for women even for young people. It's for people who want to realize what's important in life and maybe a chance to visit a time that was simpler and friendlier.
0: So could you say there's any type of central message or perhaps underlying theme that you would say runs throughout your book?
1: Yes. I think if I was to sum it up, I would say cherish every moment. And I borrow from a very old song called Once Upon a Time. The quote is, once upon a time, life was sweeter than we knew. And I think that's the theme is that We never knew how wonderful it was in the past as we were living it. So if you had to choose, what would you
0: say is the single most important idea you're sharing in your book that's really going to add value to the
1: reader's life? I think the value of true friendship. This is about the purity of childhood friendships, a friendship that can last not only your whole life in this book, maybe even eternity.
0: Now, if you could compare your book with any book out there we might already be familiar with, which
1: book would it be and why? Well, I would say probably Shoeless Joe, or as we know it from the movie, Field of Dream. I think it's about regret and redemption, and that things can end on a positive note when we least expect. So tell us about some of the characters in the book. Well, the two main characters, I would have to say, are Luke Karpinski and his best friend, Eugene. And they are really the underlying theme that runs through the entire book. A friendship that was cut short when the boys moved away from each other but never left Luke's mind and left his heart. And their everlasting friendship, something that was formed before they became adults, before they discovered women, before they discovered jobs, they didn't have anything but pure friendship. And it comes through the entire book, even during the gritty scenes in Miami, feel that it's always that Eugene is always there, even though he's long since passed away. Did your environment or upbringing play any major role in your writing? Yes, absolutely. Particularly with this book. I think I put a lot of myself on the page in this book. I grew up as a Polish kid in a little part of the city of Milwaukee that was called Polonia. And I also went on to become an undercover cop, working in some very unusual situations because of where we were in Florida in the time of the Miami Vice years. And I think I took all those experiences and managed to put them on the page. So how much of the book would you say is fiction and how much is fact? Well, I would say, especially the boyhood stories are, they're all fiction, but they're based on true events. There was so much fun writing those because it was recalling events that I had as a child. And the boys had a lot of the characteristics of my friends, particularly the Eugene character. The cop stories are fiction, but they're based on a lifetime of experiences and how events unfold. So even the undercover cases that are shown, they're representative of real events. So not real events, but they, how a real event would unfold in those circumstances.
0: So what can you tell us about this genre and why you decided to write in this genre?
1: Truthfully, I can honestly say it sounds strange, but my first book, Shadow Wolves, was an action thriller about fighting the Mexican drug cartel. This story kept coming in my head, and I was actually in the middle of writing a sequel to Shadow Wolves, but I had to write this story. It was something that I could not, not write. I had to do it, and that's why I did it. I love this genre. In fact, I enjoyed writing it more than the action thrillers. It's just about people and about an experience.
0: Now, is this going to be part of a series, or are you moving on to other things?
1: This is a standalone novel. I'm going back. I'm almost finishing the sequel to my first book, Shadow Wolves, and it was quite a change to go back to a hard, gritty drug saga after writing this book, because this book was more of a feel-good. So what's been your most rewarding experience since publishing your book? I recently held a book signing. I actually went back to Milwaukee. We had a great turnout, about 80 people, which I'm still pretty new to this, but 80 people seemed like a million people to me. And people would stand up, men and women, and they were so touched by the childhood stories that they wanted to share their own story. And even though we were 80 people that didn't know each other, it was so rewarding because it was like a giant family reunion because we were all remembering things like the the corner bakery or the corner grocery or the ability for kids to move around without parents hovering over them. And everybody just loved sharing those stories. So how would you describe the writing style you're using here? I had some help. I do a little consulting in LA on movie scripts, and I had some really good advice to how to describe a scene. And I think that I've gotten fairly good. I think I spent a lot of time setting the scene, drawing the reader into the world I'm describing, and also developing my character so that readers get a connection to them. And for me as a reader, I like the one I can't wait to get back to a book that takes me to a different place in time. And I think, I hope, that that's been the case. I've had several people write me say they read it in one sitting because they didn't want to leave that world. I think that's what I've done with this book.
0: Speaking of characters, are they pure fiction or did you draw from people you know in
1: real life? With the boys, particularly, I drew from people I knew in real life. I mean, honestly, I felt like there were times during this book that they helped me write it. And uh, that's true. When I would read aloud for some book readings, it's hard to believe that I wrote it because it felt like the boys were in the room giving me the dialogue, and helping remember the adventures.
0: Now, if you had to choose, would you say you're more of a character artist or more a plot-driven writer?
1: I think character. Even in my action thriller, I'm a character writer. I think the characters, for me, in my little limited experience, the characters help me write the story. I mean, their strengths or their weaknesses almost tell me where the story should go next. So I definitely would say I'm a character writer. So how do you get inspired to write I think it's just been something that's been in my head during my years with the police and with the State Department. I always had stories in my head. And when I finally decided to retire from my work overseas, I'd had these couple stories floating in my head. And so once I started typing, it just never stopped.
0: So if you could have one thing
1: happen with any of your books, what would that one thing be? Well, of course, I'd love that for it to become a bestseller. Who doesn't want that to happen? But I'm realistic. Maybe I came to this game a little late. But I think I want as many people to read this story particularly as possible. I think it tells some universal things, and it seems to connect with everybody who's read it, including professional critics. I think it's done well. I mean, it's not a bestseller yet, but I'd like for people to read it more than anything else. Are you working on anything else at this point? Yes, just my next book, which is a sequel to Shadow Wolves. And I'm doing some other technical consulting on some TV and movie projects, but nothing that's up for grabs yet. But that's about what I'm doing right now. So in your opinion, who should buy your book? I think anyone who's one nostalgic for the old days because it sure points, uh, paints a really good picture of the old days of what it was like. Because when I tell people in the audience, you know, when I'm talking at a book signing, this is back not so long ago when we all liked each other and when anything seemed possible. And I think people who long for that, but also people who like a good action adventure because the police stories are realistic. They're exactly how it feels to be a police officer. And it also shows how. You know, police officers become dehumanized to a degree because they see so much bad stuff for so many years. So I think people that are interested in police stories and in nostalgia and maybe a little bit of magic. And towards the end of the book, there's a very magical ending. And I think that's something else that incurable romantic men and women will really appreciate. Men have really been touched by this, but women as well. Do you have a website? Yes, I do. It's www.jakekaminsky.net. Could you spell that for us, please? Yes, j-a-k-e-k-a-m-i-n-s-k-i
0: this has been just great our guest today has been jake kaminsky and he's the author of beneath the polish moon jake thanks very much for being with us today well thanks for having me don i really enjoyed it this is don mccauley wrapping up another edition of the author show go out there buy the book today and please share this interview with your friends so that they too have the opportunity to discover our guests and their work The Author Show can be accessed at any time at theauthorshow.com, and whether you're an author who would like to be featured or a reader in search of new books to read, The Author Show is a great place to start. Check us daily as we continue to introduce wonderful authors of very interesting books on The Author Show. Thanks for listening to The Author Show. Find out more about authors and their work at theauthorshow.com. theauthorshow.com. Tune in next time to another great author on The Author Show.